Hey, you're listening to Blue Jean Church's podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. To learn more about Blue Jean Church in Selma, Alabama, visit us at www.bluejeanselma.com. morning everybody and all my bunch if you want to come up this is going to be a surprise for everybody don't be shy come on come on we have no idea what God's got in store but it's going to be good God started this with um, Josh and um, Pastor Bob, whatever, we're going to Elderberry. <laughs> anyway, uh, wanting me to do um, a Sunday school class. <clears throat> so we tried it for um, about a month, and one showed up, and I just said, you know, guys, I just don't think we need to beat a dead horse to death. Uh, this is not, this is not, God's not in it. So then... Uh, ladies started coming up to me when we wanted to do the Chosen series. And um, I'm always kind of behind on those kind of things and stuff, but God had put me with it. And I started watching it, and I saw what he was doing spiritually through that series. If you open your eyes and see through the Lord what that series is, and that's what we group, this group here has done. It's amazing, and I hope we're not selling Chosen today. They haven't paid us. I'm just telling you, this is about Jesus Christ and what he's doing. So that's what this is about. We have watched Chosen for eight weeks, and then we had um, Nita. God love little Miss Nita. She says, when this is over, I want y'all to all come to my house, and we'll talk about that. And oh, my God, the Holy Ghost showed up that night. And our bellies got full, and I gained 10 pounds, which I don't need to gain 10 pounds. But anyway, okay, who wants to start? That's what this is about. We're just going to talk about our group and what God's been doing a little bit. And y'all got five minutes each or less. <laughs> Amy. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Um, Chosen was. Um, Put your little thing up to your mouth. Okay. Thank I don't need it. I yeah, can talk loud. <laughs> okay. Uh, Chosen was a uh, arm that was going on with the other group we had had right before that. Um, but most of all, it was a hands on walking with Jesus, for me. It was seeing him personally. The task he took, the walk he walked, and the talk he talked. Tells me that I got to get minds right. My, I can't speak for anybody else, but I got to work on Amy. And boy, did I take a whoopie. <laughs> um, I had to acknowledge some facts face my words, and learn all over again that I am blessed, I am chosen, I am 
special. I am. No matter what I've done or what I'm going to do, I'm special. He loves me. And I had to I'll grip that again because I tell him I love him all the time. All the time going down the road. If you park by my car, I'm sorry, you get to hear it. If you're coming down the road behind me, you get to see it. Because I think my, my car be doing it too. But it's awesome to walk in Christ. It's awesome to see him work in yourself. Because that's where it counts, in yourself. Not just grown folk, cheering too. They are awesome. Cheering on hell in the brain. They, they are awesome, honey. But we as adults, sometimes we fight the thoughts, fight that urge. But I thank God he puts me when he has to. He puts me to sleep because he has to. Because if not, I'll be talking all day long. But I thank God for chosen because I got to see, I got to hear, and I got to feel him all over again. All over again. Awesome, guys. Awesome. Awesome. Amen. 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 Alberta, you want to go next? And I love my ladies, let me tell you. Oh, yes, I enjoyed my class. And I started out with Brugine, with Welcome Here by, by Sherry, Russell, and Sarah, Nita, just name it, Chris, then even the men. Uh, Roger, Sarah, all the family look like they welcome me in. And so I accept. So I've been chosen from the beginning when I walk in the door. Amen. Because Jesus' presence was here. And then all those small classes that I enter in, I don't know if it was by mistake or what, but once I got in, I was learning about Jesus and the way he wants us to live. And so I've been practicing that myself and the way how uh, the chosen one that came to the earth to, to uh, teach us how we can live a normal life and love each other. Amen. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> well, um, for me, Chosen came out right before my husband died. And um, it was really special because on the nights when we both couldn't sleep, we would watch The Chosen. And that was kind of like him. Uh, the only Jesus he ever really got was um, on Sunday when he would watch Jimmy Swagger. And um, so for him to watch The Chosen with me, that was, that was time that we got to spend together. And he got Jesus, um, what I couldn't give him. And so it was really special to me. And then to have my best friends here go ahead and share the movie with me on Wednesday nights was really, really special. So Michael and I have been involved and watched The Chosen pretty much since it came out because Dan Taylor got us involved in it. So there's so many, every episode makes me cry. 
it, it's just it's just the Holy Spirit's just with it. it it's just and it, it's hard to explain. Um, there's so many things about it. The people, the, the apostles, the Samaritans, Nicodemus, everybody becomes more real. It, it just, it gives a, a, a personal idea of what life was like for them. And the, and the challenge it was to deal with Jesus. The apostles don't get along, you know. There's, it's, it's amazing, it's wonderful. And it just, um, it just brings a whole new a whole new way of seeing the life of Jesus, and it's it's not a hundred percent accurate. Don't expect that. Um, one of the things that Michael and I have both enjoyed is the the infrastructure. I guess that's a big word, but of what life was like then, the buildings, the you know what just what everything was like, um, how they ate, how they dressed. Um, the Samaritan woman is amazing, as is the zealot. Um, I never knew much about the zealots. And so it was, it's just, it just brings the Bible to life. Um, it, it's, it's, it's just really unique and really special. And when you, I want to add this too, when you donate to it, it's not a, um, it's not something that, you know, like we would donate to the church. Every time you donate, it means that the chosen is given free to someone else. On the app, everything is free. And you can cast that app to your TV and watch it on your TV or your tablet, but it's free. And it has been watched by millions all around the world. And it is totally free to everyone who watches it. Amen. Amen. Well, unfortunately, I'm going to need to read part of mine because you'll understand why in a minute. But um, this group, I, you know, what can I say about this group? They've already talked about The Chosen, which is awesome. But the thing that made it special for me, and I think all of us would say, is the presence of the Holy Spirit, which was I can't even hardly talk about that without crying. How wonderful, wonderful it was during this series and with this group of women. And um, she said that um, when she started it, only one showed up. That was me. Right. <laughs> I didn't know Debbie. And the Lord created that time for us to get to know one another. And it was so special. He has just, everything about this has been just from him. And, um, you know, it. I wrote down yesterday when I was thinking what I wanted to say, and that's how it's such a beautiful life, the Christian life, and knowing, and like Amy said, I think, when we're reminded in such a beautiful way that we are chosen by him and how humbling that is how humbling that is that he would use us that he would choose us and use us that is the most amazing thing to me and um so i'm just going to talk about um 
what happened this past Wednesday night. And it was so precious because I don't know about y'all, but I do pray for the gifts of the Spirit. They're important. They're important for how the church uh, is as important as, um, you know, me being here is, is not so important, but the gifts of the Spirit moving in each and every one of you is what makes church powerful. It's what makes church life-changing, and that is the Spirit. And so um, Wednesday night and every single night that we met, we had prayer. And our times of prayer was powerful. And I will tell you one quick thing, and I don't mean to take up more time, but it's I, I'm just following what I feel like he wants me to tell. Um, we have laughed and we have laughed because we would pray and pray, and I'm going to tell you all, the Holy Spirit was so thick in that place. When I'd be praying, and I told David, I told all my family, my tears would be just puddling in the floor. We were praying. Let me tell you something. It was from the depths of our soul how we were praying. And one night I was praying and I said, Lord, send them to us. We want souls. Send them to us. And send them to us however you want, two by two, three by three, but send them to us. And y'all, our dish network tore up right after that. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you something. I have become mama to the Texas Dish Network people. <laughs> and that's because they just couldn't get it right. And they'd have to send this one, and they'd have to send this one. And David knows we lived through it. And I would feed them, and we would talk about the Lord. And then they'd send the next one, and he'd say, I've already heard about you. <laughs> and then they'd keep sending different ones, and then it ended up that their area manager came to visit me from Texas, too. And so I'm just wanting you to know that from this group, even... Texas, the overflow has gone to Texas. And we finally, every piece of our Dish Network is new and it is operating like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> but this Wednesday night, this past Wednesday night, we were having an especially, especially good time. And it wasn't even, we're, we've been through watching the... Um, the shows, we were just meeting, and uh, we were standing, I'll make this quick, but this is what I've been leading up to, we were standing in a circle, and we were praying, and Debbie started out by saying, I'm going to uh, pray, did you say in my prayer language, or in the spirit, I'm going to pray that way, and I was standing next to her, I don't know exactly how all of us were lined up. But, uh, and I pray the same way, but I was merely standing there. I just want to make sure. 
And um, as she started, I realized I didn't understand what um, words she was saying at all. But all of a sudden, I opened one eye, and I'm looking over there at her because I understood what she was saying. And I knew what she was saying. And then Debbie went on and on and on, and I'm saying, Lord, I'm going to forget everything <laughs> that I just heard you say. I'm not going to remember what to say because I know what she was saying. But Debbie asked me to write it down, and she said, I'm going to pray that you remember um, about what, what he said. And so... I went on and on because the Lord was telling me he was giving you the interpretation. Mm -hmm. and, and so, I mean, it was just back and forth, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. And as we were up here praying this morning, Bob, I just want you to know that I heard in my spirit this morning as we were praying, I heard in my spirit for you to pay attention to what I'm about to say the Lord said Wednesday night. She started out praying about the COVID virus, and I could hear. She was just, um, you know, talking to the Lord about would he please come and remove the virus and would he um, heal, you know, and deliver us from the virus. And then all of a sudden it changed. And I heard that the Lord was saying that he had seen our hearts and that he was so pleased with this group. And it was all about our hearts and about how we were seeking his face. And then all of a sudden, he was saying that he had heard our prayers in the highest court. And he just kept saying the word, high, 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 over and over and over again. And I want y'all to quickly, because, um, you know, as I was talking to David about this, we always want to bring it back to the Word. And if it doesn't weigh up and weigh out as far as the Word goes, we don't want any part of it. So I'm going to tell you, I don't want you to turn to this one, but in 1 Corinthians 12, it says that the interpretation of tongues is a spiritual gift brought about by one and the same Holy Spirit, distributing to each one individually just as he chooses. Now, if you would, turn to Acts 2 in your Bible. And I'm going to read uh, the next thing that I have that says about it. In verses uh, 4 through 12, and this was on the day of Pentecost when this occurred. <clears throat> All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. And when they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, 
aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? And it goes on to list all of the different ones there. But they all understood what they were saying, and they weren't speaking their language. Now, if you'll turn to 1 Corinthians 14, 5... It says, I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I would rather have you prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless someone interprets so that the church may be edified. And that's what I think that he's doing with us that night, of course, edifying our group. And he made it to where I'm standing here this morning. Bob already told you, telling you. So it is a God thing. And I'm sure it's about more than that, but at least for this. And verse 12 says, So it is with you, since you are eager for gifts of the Spirit, try to excel in those that build up the church. Amen. Amen. Aren't you hungry now? Amen. Thank y'all, ladies. Thank you. You be careful going down. Okay. The Lord is so good. And the one thing that God wants us to know about Blue Jean is that like he's growing us, but he's not just growing in numbers, but he's growing in the spirit. And he's taken us to places that we never had. He gave me one scripture, and I'm just going to just speak the scripture. But then I had my little notebook out, and he kept saying, flip through your notebook. And this notebook is uh, January the 11th, 2020. It says, Blue Jean, 2020 vision prayer. And this was a Saturday morning. I was still real new uh, to the church and all, but... um, We had fasted and prayed, and we came on that Saturday morning, remember that? And this is the notes that I wrote about that meeting and stuff. And we're seeing them happen, and the Lord told me to read this out about Blue Jean. One was Isaiah 54, 2 and 3, and it's talking about enlarging the place of your tent, lengthen your cords. We're doing that. We're seeing that happen and everything. And then he also said Ezekiel 37, where the dry bones are coming back to life and stuff. And we, we went through COVID and, you know, oh my goodness, what a mess that was and everything. But then now we're watching the dry bones come back together. And this group, what I'm seeing and even even in my own life through Chosen, is God is those dry places that we went through from COVID. He's brought the life of Christ back within us and stuff. So then another thing that happened that morning was he talked about we're going to see a healing revival. And I don't, I'm telling you, get ready for it. I don't know what it's going to look like, but God is going to manifest his presence in this house, and he's going to manifest in healings and stuff. Then another thing that we said was Matthew 6, is that we seek the Lord with all of our heart. We seek him first, and then all of these things will be added 
provided unto us. That's a scripture I live by. When we seek him and, and we go to him and everything, then, oh my goodness, he's brought in finances. He's brought in so much provision for me. He's brought in, um, oh my gosh, just uh, friends. He brought me to blue jean. You know, I heard the Lord tell me to come here. I never knew y'all, but I'm telling you, I love y'all now. I'm telling you, I loved you before I came even. Okay, then he said that our worship was going to be abandoned into holy worship. There's places the Lord's going to take us in, in worship that we have never seen before. I'm telling you, there's going to come a day in this house where you're not going to be able to clap after a song. You're going to be magnifying and praising the Lord with all of your heart, and there really won't be an end to the next song. You know what I'm saying? Because his presence is going to be so strong in here. Another word that he said was... Um, Change, and I don't know about y'all, but just the even thought of change just makes me uh, cringe inside. It bring, I've had so much change. Don't like change, don't like the word change, and I know probably y'all are the same way, but unfortunately we have to make changes. And he says this change that's happening in Blue Jean, now we're talking a year and eight months ago now, he said the change that, We've never been this way before. And things that we're doing, you know, we haven't been that way before, but it's a good change. It's not always bad. So anyway, then Second Chronicles 20, uh, Jehoshaphat, he sent in the worshipers first. And the battle comes, the worship, Judah, he sent them in first. And then as they were worshiping the Lord, the battle was won back at home. And um, then Isaiah, now I'm writing all this down. I'm reading this from my notes on January the 11th, 2020. Isaiah 43, 19, he says, Behold, I'm doing a new thing. It's not an old thing. You know, sometimes us old timers, we'd like to get back to where it was. But you know what? I don't want to go back. I want to move forward. I'm pressing on to the prize of the high calling. You know, he's going to do restoration. There's transparency. He's bringing provision. He's bringing revival. And he's bringing miracles. And that's what we said on January the 11th, 2020. That's what the Lord said. Anyway, um, Amy, if y'all want to get communion, we'll take communion and, and we'll end this. Didn't y'all enjoy the ladies? So blue jean, nobody said for me to do this, but I'm going to, okay? Uh, blue jean growth. You need to just put everything aside and do this. Free meal. But I had told them, you know, I don't really know all the history of Blue Jean. And for the newcomers, it's an awesome thing to hear. I like to know how you started. I want to know what God put on your heart. You know, it, we can grow with the vision and stuff, you know. So um, then the, uh, the gifts of the Spirit... We're going to do some things. It's like assessment things. It'll be fun. Um, where Have you ever been around somebody that it just felt like sandpaper? You didn't understand them. You didn't want to be around them and everything. We're going to do some personality things, and you're going to understand why I can't stand that person. Okay? And um, 
and why I think Debbie is so authoritative and why she's so bossy. You know, we're going to learn those things. And, um, you know, it's just the way God made you, and you're going to have a little more understanding of why you are the way you are. And actually, it's going to help husbands and wives. It really will. So you want to make sure you come. And... Um, and then we'll focus on the, uh, the gifts of the Spirit of why are you here on this earth. Before you were born, God put a gift inside of you. And I know people that have, I mean, I'm an old person. So, well, I'm a young old person. Okay. Anyway, but we're going to, um, it'll be where you will understand, uh, hopefully, why God puts you here on this earth and what your purpose is. And um, you may have more than one purpose and all. Even children, this is even good for children. Um, I was teaching this thing and there was a teenager, a young man, and I could see the gift of pastoring all over this young man. And, um, but he didn't know it. And I'm not going to go up and say to you, God's called you to preach unless God tells me to. Thank you, Miss Amy. And um, anyway, so that night when he did the assessment and everything, what was his number one thing? It was pastoral. And, and I mean, it's just the young man has just gone through life just helping everybody, you know. So anyway, that, that didn't cost y'all anything. I'm just plugging, okay. So you want to come to these things. They're really worth it. They're going to be good. It's going to be fun. And um, the flowers are going to be pretty. So, okay, so now that's it. Um, we're going to take communion. So get your uh, thingamajiggies ready. We had done one night is when we were praying, we had asked the Lord um, to bring somebody across our path to give them Jesus. And that's why Anita, all the Dish Network people come to her house and stuff. And then um, I live out in the country and I don't really have visitors anymore. You know, I lived my whole life having a house full of people. And then, you know, I'm out in the country now. And um, so one day I was coming home. I was telling the ladies this Wednesday night. I prayed the same prayer they did. The Dish Network didn't have to come to my house. But, you know, anyway... Um, so I had pulled my car in the garage, a detached garage, and, and as I'm looking out my back window, there's this little boy, and he's driving his bicycle up my incline hill to get into my house. And um, so I get out, and, you know, um, I've taken on my neighbor that passed away, all her feral cats. I'm feeding them outside now, and they call me the cat woman. But anyway, um, I just can't take them to the shelter. So... The little guy came up, and he was nine years old. I found out his name was Eli. He was a new neighbor that had been um, in between my privacy fence across the ways that I didn't know was there. And he, I thought he was asking me, uh, can I play with your cats? And they would not get near him at all, you know, because they're feral. And, and so 
I'm thinking, okay, now Eli, what did you say? And he says, you got any kids I can play with? And I'm saying, <laughs> I said, no, I don't have any kids. I said, but I got a 21 pound cat. Would you like to see it? And I had Timothy in the house and, and I said, now I know your mama really don't want you to come in. I said, so why don't you just walk in the door right here to the foyer? And Zachary was there and he brought out the big bruiser. And so, oh, he just loved the cats and everything. And then, I mean, I knew that it was a God connection. A little boy coming to my house was a God thing. So I said to him, I said, Eli, if you ever want to come back, I've got some games. We can play some games. You know, Mimi going to work here now. And so last week he came banging on my door about a quarter to seven at night. And I'm thinking, now who's at my house at, you know, at seven o'clock? And here he comes in and he says, can we play some games? And I said, yes, we can. And I had gone uh, several months ago to Hobby Lobby and I had bought one of those big farmhouse wooden um, tic-tac-toes. And so I opened it up, went in my bedroom, opened it up, brought it back out. And me and him sat on the floor at my coffee table and we played tic-tac-toe. And then, I mean, and then he said, um, and I'm talking to him about Jesus in between all this, and, and I said, Eli, I said, um, would you, um, like, he said, well, I'm smelling something that smells really good to eat. And I said, I had just cooked hamburgers, I said, I got some hamburgers, you want a hamburger? Oh, yeah. So I fixed him a hamburger and some chips and you know the story. And I always have Capri Suns in my refrigerator for grandbabies. And the short of this is he, God, that night, I knew it was such a God thing. The little boy, he goes to church with a friend, but he, um, he's, I felt like the enemy was getting in through cartoons and stuff, through some things, bringing in some witchcraft on him. And God's going to help me in a, in a godly way show him. And I, we started watching, um, I always put cartoons on my thing. We started watching the Jetsons. Anybody know what the Jetsons are? Yeah, okay. So um, it's so that when I was a little girl, we watched the Jetsons, and now we're living the Jetsons, you know? I mean, the microwaves, the we hadn't flew yet, but we're going to in the cars. But that's one of the things that we prayed over in our group that God is working out and brought a little boy to me. And it not only brought a little boy for me to give him Jesus, but it also did a desire of my heart because my grandkids are in Mobile and I don't get to see them often. So God brought a little boy for me to love on. You know, our God is so good. He's so wonderful. He's so faithful. Anyway, okay, we got to do communion. Um, I was thinking about communion and I was thinking about Jesus and I was thinking about the Father. I don't love y'all enough to give up one of my boys to die for you. But yet, our Heavenly Father gave his all. He gave his very elitist son. And Jesus made the choice to come down from deity in heaven, from his throne to come down because he saw the big picture and he saw each one of us sitting here in blue jean 
over 2,000 years ago. And because of that, he was able to endure the cross. He took 39 stripes on his back, a bludgeon beating. And that beating, it wasn't just a little old whip. That thing had glass on it. It had, it was a cat, what, a cat of nine tails? Is that what they called it, you know? And it beat the stew, or we would say here, it beat the snot out of him. So bad that he could, you couldn't even tell that he was a human. And because of those 39 stripes on his back, we can take this little piece of bread and through that, we remember those stripes and every disease known and unknown to man is healed. And I'm here to tell you that if you need healing in your body today, when you eat this bread, Jesus has already bore that disease so that you don't have to bear it. And if you will believe that this little piece of bread is that stripe on his back for you, then today you'll receive your healing. So as, let's just take our bread and just thank him, Lord, thank you for the, thank you for your stripes that you bore on your back for our healing. Thank you, Lord God. And as we take this, I thank you that each one of us that needs healing today, that healing is appropriated and we receive it now in Jesus' name. Amen. The blood, as the blood dropped to the ground, salvation come out of it. Salvation. And because of it, we have eternal life. And I don't know about y'all, but heaven's sounding really sweet to me. And, and thinking of, he died so that we could take this little cup and remember him. So we thank you, Jesus, for your blood today. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Okay, I got my trusty phone and it's charged up. I have one scripture. And then I'm going to shut up. This is out of Ephesians and it's the passion. And this is Paul praying for love to overflow. So I kneel humbly in awe before the Father of the Lord Jesus, the Messiah the perfect father of every father and child in heaven and earth. And I pray that he would unveil within you unlimited riches of his glory, favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. Lord, let it be. Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you and the resting place of his love will become the very source and the root of your life. Then you will be empowered to discover what every holy one, holy one experiences, the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all dimensions. How deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love how enduring, how inclusive it is, endless love beyond measurement that, re that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. Never doubt 
God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this, he will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. That's what our God is today. He does your dreams. He gives you everything. And as you leave here today, you ask him, Lord, I thank you for my dreams, for the impossibilities of Blue Jean. Lord, what is it that you want me to do for this house? What can I do to serve you? What can I do to serve Selma? Lord, what is it inside of me that you want me to be your hands extended this week to this house and to this community? And Lord, we just thank you for this time together. We thank you for your goodness. Thank you for every testimony. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for our pastors, God, for Bob and Ann. And I just thank you that no weapon formed against them shall prosper, Lord. And anybody that raises up an accusation against them, you said they'll put it to naught. So, Lord, I just thank you that it's a done deal. It's over and said, and they are lifted up. And you, above all, God, are lifted up higher. And you said, if I be lifted up, then I'll draw all men, all men unto you, unto us and to you, Jesus. So thank you for your goodness. Thank you for this house. Thank you for gratitude and love. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope this message has equipped and inspired you to transform people, your community, and the world through the love and power of Jesus Christ. Whether you're from Selma or anywhere you're listening from, we'd love to hear from you. Visit us online at www.bluejeanselma.com.